Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Superman! Dun, 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 Look up in the air, Superman! No longer am I just a man. Now I am become a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Dueling Reviews. <laughs> a in, show in, in, in. where Matthew and I sit down and take a look at a comic book in detail. And call it bad names behind its back. Hey, listen, you know what? I'm thinking we should have done a dueling review on Superior Spider-Man really? instead of Action Comics number 16. Why didn't we? Well, because way back in July, and this is why I'm angry, I feel like I've been duped and cheated and, and somewhat uh, bamboozled by DC Comics. Because way back in July, Grant Born Morrison, yes, lied to, cheated. Beat a pawn with Action Comics number 16, because way back in July, Grant Morrison went on record. All sorts of mean, nasty stuff. Grant Morrison went on record and said, hey, guess what? Action Comics number 16 is going to be my last issue. And for a long time, they touted that. But apparently in November or whatever the uh, solicitation, when it finally came out, they didn't make a big deal of anything. They didn't make a correction. Nobody said, hey, wait a minute. The real story isn't that Grant Morrison is leaving with Action Comics number 16. He's actually leaving with Action Comics number 17, which is a double-size super issue. Uh, I, I'm irate uh, at that, just because of that. Because here, back in July, oh, 16th, issue 16, last one, building up, building up. And granted, most of us, even me, don't need to read the solicitations when you knew six months before that this was supposed to be the last issue. Yep. So when the solicitations came out, I was like, oh, I got a good 16 and didn't even yeah, read it. And uh, yeah, so now I've got to buy yet another Action Comics, which maybe I won't. I, I wonder if, if Morrison thought he was going to be done with 16, but the way that Morrison writes and the way his mind works and maybe the way his ego works, that, um, that he couldn't get it all in. When he said, because if number 17 is the giant sized issue and it's not even an annual, I wonder if he wasn't really planning on right. 20, 24 issues and he's had to cram all the wacky weirdness it's hard into to say. It. it. You know, it, the way the things have been going at the new DC, they may not have expected this to go long until it did. Yeah. I don't know. It may be something where, you know, they, they're like, oh, well, let's do this and then we'll pack it in. It'll be a little extra and it'll be like additional content. But then you you read the issue, 
needs Avenan. So this is the second time that Superman dies, Matthew. Yes, the first time apparently was two years was ago. in 1993, three years ago. <laughs> but it's still, I, I I swear to you that that that's still in continuity, and they're talking about the Doomsday. No, they are because they they did say. I mean, if you look at the statue that uh, Jimmy and uh, Lois are supposed to meet at, that's the statue yeah. that was built after the first Superman, or I guess wow. uh, Burn. Is it even Burn Superman? Zero Hour Superman died. Right, but that's also the cover of Superman number fourteen. It's well, true, Superman. Image. True, but I mean, they built that statue in whatever park that they that they did. Yeah, Metropolis Park. It's probably a Kurt Swan Memorial Park or something. So but there's something that happens before that we need to discuss. Um, the fifth dimension and the no. dawning of Aquarius. No, we need to talk about the Legion of Superheroes oh, in this issue. Boy. Talk about a mess. It's your character. It is. The, it the is. Reboot, but if you look closely. Archie Legion. In the first appearance. Mm -hmm. if, no, it's the Archie Legion. Mm -hmm. But that Legion headquarters is clearly the original Legion headquarters from the 70s. Yeah. This is a weird mutated universe. Well, that's that is kind a combination of, of the, the Legion of the 70s and the Legion of the 90s. Here's the thing. And if DC had played their cards right. And I we don't know where. Morrison is going with this, but they could have made more, you know, how Marvel did this whole meet the architects of Marvel now or whatever that they were doing a while ago. Yeah, no. They could have done uh, Morrison as the architect of the new DC and the clues have been dropped all throughout this 16 issue run, probably 17 issue run. Who knows? Maybe 25 issue run by the time it's all done, because I bet there's going to be like uh, remember in uh, what the hell was that awful thing that Morrison did with the. Uh, with the Batman dying and the magic bullet final time. Crisis. Final crisis. Was that it? Actually, it was penultimate. Well, no, it was in fact, final crisis. Do you remember but the problem with final? Do you crisis remember that? Was, do you remember that in that final crisis that in order to really understood, stand what was going on with uh, Superman, you had to go out and read like three yeah. other books that were wedged in between Superman three D series. Yes. And, you had to read, and of course the crossovers that I did read, it turns out weren't actually related to final exactly. Crisis. And yet they said Legion that that was worlds was just, they stuck a final <laughs> crisis banner on it. Yeah. Had no reason to exist. Yeah. It was a cluster schmoz. So and we kind of learned, yeah, it was a cluster schmoz. We kind of learned in, I don't know if it was issue 14 or 15 that, uh, Mixiel's Pitalik, um, um, the little essentially, the essentially created our universe to amuse the king. In fact, he created what three hundred and three universes. Did he something like that? In, in issue like fourteen or fifteen, they talk about the the three hundred and three and the fact that uh, in fact that uh, one of the names for that universe was like the uh, what is it the the six one six? No, 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 something along the lines of. 30 days, um, you know, how wasn't it 30 days? Every 30 days, Mixiel's Pitalik could jump into our world or something. Right. Um, so they made kind of a reference to that, which I thought was kind of neat. But the implication was that there were all these worlds and on all these worlds, there was a super being. There was a su super turtle. There was all these other things. And if you and again, if you're looking at everything that's Morrison's doing as kind of a grand opus thing, there is a. um again in that final crisis issue or series or whatever the the hell that mess was you remember black superman from whatever world he was from and how he made an appearance in this action comics series 
Yeah. I think what Morrison is talking about is how we're just looking at one slice of one of these worlds that Mixiel Spitalik uh, created, and he's telling us the story of this Superman, yet all these other worlds, because of their being corrupted by the, what's the other guy's name, Tikiazvik, or whatever his name is, uh, the bad guy, um, that that's why Superman is, and everyone's remembering, hey, didn't Superman die at Doomsday? And hey, do you remember all this Silver Age stuff that could not have happened because this universe has only been around for, you know, five years or whatever it is. Right. I, I mean, that's how I read it is that, Hey, everything that you loved about everything that came before new 52 is still there, but it's all part of this other universe that we haven't, that hasn't been opened up to us yet. And when you think about what went on with final crisis and when you think about what went on with flashpoint and now what's yep. going on in this book, I mean, there could be some really cool ways of saying, Hey, this is how we've reintroduced you to the multiverse. And guess what? Your favorite Superman, your favorite Batman, even even Wally West are alive and well over in Mixiel's Pitalik Other Hat. But that's not what right. happens in this book. But I'm not entirely sure what happens in this book. That's the problem. There's fighting and fighting and mutants and fighting. And then Super Doomsday who is a combination Superman doomsday right comes from another dimension and mm -hmm. starts, you know, ready. It's ready to bust up the city. And then we see, you know, the Legion arrives in the future and dun, dun, dun to be concluded. Do yes. not miss the next oh, exciting man. issue. Yeah. We see a lot next uh, underdog here's, show. Here's the thing. At one point, um, at what point do the Legion arrive in this book? Like at the end of the book, like page 23, the Legion shows up, pops into the future. But it's weird because it's a grown-up version of what has to be the Archie Legion because mm -hmm. Sensor Girl is a snake and Shadow Lass is still Umbra. Okay. Or at least an alternate version of that reality. But it's those as grown-ups because mm -hmm. Saturn Woman and Lightning Man and, and Cosmic Man show up. But if you look in that last page, uh, Garth has lost his robot arm. Yes. Did he have a robot arm in the Archie Legion? Yes, he did. He lost oh, it. Okay. Um, but here's the thing. They, they're showing up at... Mixiel Spitalik bedside. That's the this world's incarnation, how he in, uh, incarnated himself into this world. Um, yeah. I'm trying to go back. I'm, I'm looking on this on Comixology. We only may be seeing a slice of time, and because everything is being told out of order here, and I'm trying to find the exact issue. There was the issue that took place in this battle inside Superman's head. Um, I don't know if you remember that one where the Legion show up and they're disguised and they're trying to save Superman. I think it's issue six poisoned by kryptonite is that is that tale. And I'm going back to it right now where everybody was inside Superman's head. There is a there are the grown up Legion, but Garth does have his arm. So, no, it's not like we're ah, this is so messed up. <laughs> there's just too much time I, I just I'm hoping I hope beyond hope and that's what I was hoping that if I thought that this was the final issue I thought we were going to get to the part where um, everything made sense and if you read the book we're reading it linear, uh, linear, linearly right. but time is 
kind of like Doctor Who, how you can have the current doctor have a story where he meets the great intelligence for the first time a hundred years before the second doctor meets the great intelligence for the first time. 500 years earlier. In his yes. Right. Right. And it makes, I mean, that makes sense, but I did not come into this expecting coherence because it's a Grant Morrison Woo-hoo. finale. Yeah. And he, he gets, you well, know, he gets okay. cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and he sits in his bathtub and he thinks of the awesomest awesomes that he can and then puts them on the page. All right, here we go. Superman has been poisoned by kryptonite. I'm in issue number six. I forget what, what page am I on here? It's the uh, page. Dang it. Page 22. There's Garth with his arm ripped off and the t- time bubble all cracked. So this is how these these issues tie in together. We're looking so at timey wimey. Their future at the beginning of this issue ends up in issue six. At some point, and ends up in issue shows six. Shows up at the end of this issue uh-huh. after their appearance yes. ten issues ago. If you have all of these, if, if you have all of these issues, Matthew, when issue mm-hmm. seventeen concludes, you and I need to sit down and we need to do a how to read action comics, uh, uh, Grant Morrison's action comics. And put, in, and, and put it in and put it in and put it in reading order based on chronologically per page per issue. So that if we really want this to make sense, you have to read, you know, issue 16, page 27. Then you have to go back to issue six, page 32. Then you have to go up and read issue five. I think that's how I'm you need to sure do it. I'm not sure we have the patience or the time for that. It would be interesting. And I think that's one of the things that over if we time. Wait two weeks, Jess Nevins or somebody will do it for us. And then we can well, just. But see, then talk we could jump it. all over it and say, look at us and get all the hits and all that wonderful stuff. I, I think one of the things that, that I've. Two weeks later when they come up with it and pretend that we <laughs> made it up. <laughs> I think it's one of the, the things that I have grown to appreciate with Grant Morrison, especially with his Superman stuff, not his Batman mm-hmm. stuff, because I did soften on. on on my Grant Morrison stance with um, his run on, de- was it Detective or Batman? I forget which one. Defective Comics. You liked Batman R.I.P. or something. Um, well, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. But what I like about his Superman stuff is what he's doing here in Action Comics is the same thing that he did in, uh, what was it, The Life and Death of Superman or um, was that? Uh, oh, All-Star Superman. He's go. telling stories out of time, out of out of out of linear time, out of chronology. Yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of see that and I kind of expected it the first time the Legion appeared in this book. And it was like this issue doesn't even fit with what was going on in the previous issue. So he's he's playing with that again. And you're right. He's probably eating one too many sandwiches. <laughs> but it is a messed up well, story. He's got that Morrison money. He gets the good sandwiches. <laughs> I wish I could get some good sandwiches. Uh, no, you don't. I hear as long as you have a good guide, it's all okay. Yeah, sure. If you're wanting to reenact the doors. <laughs> uh, uh, a reading rainbow. <laughs> Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. Watch out for the laughing little uh, munchkin uh, leprechaun that comes running out and tells you stories that you soon forget. I can go anywhere. So for people that have always wondered what we're referencing, maybe now you understand if you haven't gone back to the major spoilers archives. <laughs> yeah. Now you Sometimes understand what we talk about with eating a sandwich. sandwich. Actually, I forget what issue that was. 
I, I'm oh, amazed at how many issues we have recorded over the years because you had made a reference. Uh, uh, you were mocking something about how I hated Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls and that wasn't correct. And I was like, I know he's not correct. I said, let me go find the source. And it was way back in Major Spoilers podcast issue number 16. Yeah, it was like in 2008. That was so it's just I can't believe we've been doing this for this long. And here we are getting ready to uh, hit issue 500 in just a couple of weeks. And I, I think know, at right? that point, we'll be spinning off one, maybe two new podcasts out of this to where people are going to have too many podcasts to listen to. Joni loves Rodrigo. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, Matthew, Matthew loves Chachi. No, it's going to be uh, Laverne and Matthew. So what made you angry about this issue? The first thing that made me angry about this issue was the Legion. Because we just did this. Yeah. Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. They just rebooted the whole universe mm -hmm. so that the final crisis, so that Jeff Johns could have the Legion that he loved in the future. So now we've gone back three iterations of Legions, created this mutated kind of weird Omni Legion, which is and isn't everything that it was. While DC is putting out a monthly two yeah, yeah. until one gets canceled, monthly Legion titles. Are they still going on? I like, thought one of them was dead uh, already. Legion Lost is canceled with 12, but I don't think that issue is out yet. Oh, okay. Or maybe it is. It should be if we're maybe all the way up is. to 1516, so. Hell, I don't know. I don't yeah. actually. You haven't been reasoning it, have you? Then I got frustrated because we were having clear references to the 1993 death of Superman, mm -hmm. which apparently I, I can accept that that happened in this universe. But then the issue is like, and then the fight, and then the thing, and then here's we don't call him Mixius Pinlick, we call him the little man. No, no, and no, then the little no, all of these things. The little man is actually the rival Mixius, oh, uh, the rival I'm, imp from the fifth dimension. Mixius Pinlick is the old man in the hospital. They call right, him Mister Triple X. Pinlick is in the hospital, and his his evil uh, adversary, I think his evil adversary Qui Gon Jinn. I don't know what his is, name is. Uh, I think it's like Nick Slick. If you play that backwards, I disappear for 60 days. Ah, curse you, Matthew Spitalek. There's another reference for you. God, I missed the P. But in any case, that part started to bring me back. But then I was like, there are there's the kryptonite man. And then there's there's mm -hmm. everything. This is really the phantom. The last chapter of that big thing with the phantom zone and the mm -hmm. crypto and the mm -hmm. glavin. Yeah. And then I get to the end and I'm like, okay, I can deal with this. All this is going to, it's going to come together and it's going to be a big sound and fury thunderation. And I get to page 23 of 40 and it's like to be continued next issue. Oh, I was mad. And then uh, uh, what's the rest of the issue? And then the rest of the issue is this Legion backup story that I can't place in any extant Legion continuity. And trust me, no, this if is I new. This is new Legion continuity. Oh, this is something that takes place long after the Legion's been formed. This place in year thirty thirty, the Legion has been old, disbanded. This backup story is old new Legion continuity because it's in the year three thousand thirteen, which is seventeen years earlier than the time of the future, which is the past of the future in the issue of the past of the future's past. See, time is messed up, and they they reference that many times and how time is messed up. Time is in this fleeting. book. Yeah. Madness takes its toll, but more importantly, this is not the same legion that we saw in the beginning of the I, book. Well, 
because that Legion has no bouncing boy. Well, are you talking about the beginning of Action Comics, or are you talking about the beginning of the whole new 52? Okay. We are probably on, well, it, they're separate and distinct. Well, the, but see, the, so here's what's, so this Legion of Superheroes, this yes. Tales Backup, is yes. setting up this uh, evil guy that then, as you're reading the beginning of Action Comics, they're talking about yes. this dystopian future, and... Suddenly, it's just like 30, 27 years later, uh, suddenly the Legion has been disbanded. This evil dictator guy who we've discovered at the end of this book has taken over, and they're using the last time sphere to go back in time, which really takes them all the way back maybe to issue number five. And so somewhere in those 30 years, 27 years, Bouncing Boy may be dead. And again, you're right. This Legion is not the same Legion that we see in Legion Lost or... um, um, Legion of whatever they are. Right. And it's not the 70s Legion because that Legion didn't have a reptilian Princess Projectra. But it's not the Archie Legion. Yeah. Because the Archie Legion didn't have a bouncing boy. Well, this is, in fact, a new yeah. Legion. Yeah. Or maybe it's the ultimate Legion where everything in all the Legion stories ever happened. Well, I just found it, find it, found it. Fascinating that here we have a kind of a repeat telling of a story of the Legion is formed when they save President Brandt, and here they're saving uh, Tokahashi or whatever his name is. But did you see who Tokahashi turned out to be in the last page? Yeah, he's the bad guy. He's Universo. Yeah, and now who's Universo? Universo is a very old school Legion villain. Universo successfully took over the world not once, but twice. Uh, Universo is actually the son of Rond Vidar. Rond you remember Vidar. Brainiac 5's best friend, Rond, the guy with the yes. weird Prince Valiant haircut? Yes. This is his dad, who was the last Green Lantern. Okay. I am now going to combine all continuities into one. Well, all that's what Morrison has done. All, okay. so, all stories that have happened have happened. Vidar. Universo was the last Green Lantern of Sector 2814 before the United Federation of Planets chucked the Green Lanterns out. Mm -hmm. His willpower is such that he has the ability, thanks to this weird monocle that he has, I believe it's the monocle of Conrad Veidt, Mm -hmm. that allows him to control – that's an in-joke. Four people just laughed, by the way. Uh, Monkeys is the craziest peepers. (laughs) Um, but in any case, that allows him to control minds. Universo took over the Legion back in the Jim Shooter era, and once again during the Paul Levitz era in 1980-something. The awesome story where Saturn Girl, Dream Girl, Chameleon Boy, and Brainiac 5 wake up in a prison camp, and Universo has taken over the world, controls the United Planets, controls the weak-willed Legionnaires, mm-hmm. and those four guys with the the massive powers of seeing the future building force fields, reading minds, and turning into bugs have to save the world from the other Legionnaires, whose numbers include not one, not two, but three Kryptonian-level beings at the time. Awesome. Good story. Good story. So, But listen, you said that uh, Universo yeah. uses his monocle con- to control people's will. Mm-hmm. In the main story, we see Blue Kryptonite killing your quote-unquote spirit. Spirit and will interchangeable words. Um, wait, hang on. I'm on I'm going page to put on my Grant 15. Morrison hat. <laughs> okay. Hold it. Hold it. The longer okay. you hold it. Actually, you probably, okay. uh, 
I, what is his? What is I his? I don't want to hold this sandwich too much because my Grant Morrison he, he, hat gives he, he, me a wicked buzz. After you think he's but, a? Is he, you think he is a Whippets man, a Mary Jane <laughs> man, or is he a? Is he a crunchy mushroom kind of guy? When a problem comes along, you, you must, must whip, whip it. it. <laughs> no. Um, in any case, <laughs> I think that Grant Morrison is basically saying that everything everywhere happened mm-hmm. and that all things are equally true and mythologically speaking it's awesome this one chapter of it is absolutely infuriating to me because maybe i haven't read the previous issues close enough i don't think i've read 15 yet so that yeah, 15 is where 15 is where they set up the whole tale where um mrs in his uh, landlady um basically tells him the whole history of the fifth dimension and how she was a princess there and how she and Mixiel's Pitalik fell in love. But the, um, basically devil face guy, uh, right. the, the little man, uh, was okay. jealous and was going to kill Mixiel's Pitalik, but accidentally killed the King. She escaped into our world. Is, is Calgon take me away? Yeah. And so it's, or maybe, uh, I, I honestly think this is the thing. I, I think people are honestly going to hate, this as a standalone issue, especially if they feel like they were misled maybe, and maybe they didn't read their solicitations correct. And DC has every right to say, no, we said in this solicitation that it was 17 uh, yeah. to, to say That's you guys fine. didn't pay attention and I'm fine with that. But I have an honest belief that if Morrison does indeed wrap everything up with issue number 17, mm-hmm. uh, I have a feeling that this 17 issue run, if read in the right order, will make linear sense for those people that want linear explanation. And it will make perfect sense for those people who remember these plot points as flashing dreams or flashing bits in the whole, because the whole thing is time is being crunched up. So this whole 17 issue arc could be time is all mashed up and you're just seeing all these flashes that in the end make perfect sense. And that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm honestly be hoping. careful though. Because all these flashes in the DC universe is a bad, bad well, but bad so that thing. that brings up the other question is, mm-hmm. is the, I mean, we've seen Superman talk with Batman in action right. comics, right? He had a conversation with Batman, and that could be a nice nod to the Silver Age and really all incarnations of Superman and Batman were their best friends, but a world's finest kind of conversation, right? But if this world is all an imaginary world, third dimension wrapped up inside of a hat. Mm-hmm. Maybe issue 18 is here's the real action comics. All this other stuff took place in an imaginary world. Mm. In yet another dimension, which is why you have a yet another legion. Which seems inordinately complex. It does, but you know, <laughs> the Batman Inc. story is one that continued, and it's still part of the old universe. Batmink? Yes, Batmink is still part of the old universe, because it had that whole chapter where Stephanie Brown shows up. Well, yeah, and if you remember the first issues of Batmink, uh, there was that moment where they had a couple of characters who no longer existed in there. Right. They had that weird thing where the background was fuzzy and there was a lightning effect that seemed to be Mm -hmm. wiping people out of the continuity as we saw. Yeah. I don't know. I what you what you what you think of the art? I like Rags Morales. Rags Morales can draw utter drug addled lunacy. 
and make it look good. And thus, this issue, he made it look good. <laughs> as far as craziness goes, yes. Now, I think there's still yeah. some continuity. And I think every artist, I don't know of a single artist that is able to nail, um, uh, you know, a face. Lois or Lane. Yes, I don't think anybody's ever been able to nail Lois Lane. Um, Except for the Terry Hatcher Lois Lane from the 90s, because oh, that chick boy. was owner. But, you know, the, he does have some problems with his faces at times, but I really don't mind it. I mean, I like his art in general. His faces are kind of like Mark Bagley faces yeah, in yeah, that yeah. they're wonderful, but every once in a while, yeah, you they're get the these one. horrifying, nightmarish things from the fifth dimension, mm-hmm. literally in this case. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I'm, um, I'm okay so. with this. So what is what's your what is your bottom line? Well, I loved parts of it. Parts of it made me angry, which means I'm going to have to go with 2.5 stars because well in, in on this just, show how about instead of stars how about we give it a uh 2.5 like it like it don't like it recommend it don't recommend it thumb uh, up thumb down uh, i recommend it with a heavy caveat uh love thumbs to the middle or wait are you siskel or you're middle of the road is that how you you're you bald are? and i'm fat so you bought John Travolta's shirt, and I once wrote a porno movie. Um, I can't recommend it. Okay. I can't. I, I don't not recommend it. Mm-hmm. I say contingent upon your feelings on Morrison. Right. You love Morrison? It's worth a look. You love Superman, and you've been reading this book, and every month you love this book? It's worth a look. Otherwise, this is not a good place to jump in. Oh, no, most definitely not. So here's this is, this is the deep end of the deep end. Yeah. And jellies here's here's my recommendation. If you've been picking up every single issue of Action Comics to date, you must pick this one up because it will play a key role in you picking up this next issue, which apparently is the last issue, hopefully. OK, we well, no, it's the last issue until the next issue. Well, it's the last the issue, issue of Morrison. Eight. Issue 18 is going to end. What's the last issue of Morrison on Action Comics? Right, right. What if issue 18 ends with the announcement of Grant Morrison's new series, <laughs> Action Year Comics, featuring oh. Superman and the Legion of Super I, I would have, Heroes? I would like to see him take on that uh, Black Superman of Universe, whatever that was. That'd be interesting because he's the, the one president there. Barack Obama. Yeah, Barack Obama, yeah. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. If you are a casual reader of action comics or you've heard a lot of buzz because you thought this was the last issue, don't pick it up. If you are a casual reader of action comics and um, you've been maybe picking up one or two issues, I say wait until the whole thing is collected in a trade because you know they're going to do it and then read Uh it then. I say that if you haven't come anywhere near this Superman and you see it. Break like the wind, ladies and gentlemen. Stay away. You can't, no good can come of this. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But, you know, it's not a terrible book. No, it's not. It's just. It's 80% infuriating. You are asked to watch five minutes of um, Die Hard where Hans Gruber walks up to the elevator and sees a man in there that says, now I have a gun too. Ho, ho, ho. And then you see a man on top of the elevator with a gun, and that's all you're given of the movie, and you don't know anything else that's happening. And then you find out later that Hans Gruber killed Dumbledore. What? But it's okay because Dumbledore fell out of Moria and came back as Dumbledore <laughs> the White. And then he founded the X-Men. Okay, so next week, here's what we have next week. happened. Yes, they did. 
Uh, but not all. Well, maybe all universes happen too. All universes happened in the same place in Grant Morrison's pants. I don't know. Well, somewhere in, there's a documentary. Someone was asking a couple of episodes ago about documentaries. There's a documentary called Inside the Mind of Grant Morrison or something like that, or Grant Morrison as a God. It's one of those two. You'll find it's, it. It's 40, it's 40 pages of a mime with blood coming out of his eyes, looking at you and going, ah! Yeah, it's an actual documentary where they, uh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> into the mind, into the, into the mind of Grant Morrison is the name of that documentary. Okay, so Avec next Avec Fromage. Uh next week we have a number of books coming out. I want All to right. consider Black Beetle number one by Francesco Francovia. He's a good friend of the of the show. Whoa. Um American. Got it? Okay, so we will be doing Whoa. don't even have to go down the list of other things. Don't even have to nope. talk about comeback number three I or Ted Core. <laughs> and Black Beetle. Oh. Not not Blue Beetle, Black Beetle. Oh, I'm sorry. I love the guy who played Huggy Bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Black Beetle number one, it is next week. <laughs> I want to get your reaction to um, a story that came out this week that we really didn't get to on the uh, website. And that people are like, well, why should I listen to the Major Spoilers podcast? Because we recover, we cover reviews that are not on the website, per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, the podcast appears on the website. Um, right. And we also cover news and commentary that are not always on the website either. For example, End of an Era, Comic Buyer's Guide will have its final oh, issue uh, with, uh, what is it, 1699 or whatever it is? Issue 16. Something like that. Yeah, yeah they've been doing that since 1971. So I want to get your reaction to that. Well, to, for me, and this is probably terrible, and this is probably why the book went under, Comics Buyer's Guide died when it stopped being a weekly trade rag and started mm-hmm. being a monthly uh, magazine for mm-hmm. me. Because the point, the fun of the CBG was getting that big newsprint mess every right, week right. and going through it. I still have uh, on top of my dresser in my bedroom right now is the CBG from the day or the week that uh, Julie Schwartz passed away. Mm-hmm. And it's the yeah, Julie didn't, Schwartz. Didn't, uh, didn't like, uh, what was it, uh, PS238 or something used to be in that as well? Didn't didn't that it used might, to have there didn't were all sorts of things in it? Didn't they used comic. to have like comics in the back and stuff? Like a, it was like a Sunday yeah, newspaper, yeah. right? For all a lot of it. Of stuff. Yeah, it was kind of like the Wall Street Journal for yeah. nerds. Oh yeah, and you could go in and find. I remember going in and uh, people would pull out the latest comic, the the buyer's guide, so that they could find out. Well, what is this issue of Blue Beetle going for? Well, and for me, I'm going to miss things like I used to love reading the Law is a Ass. Mm-hmm. Where um, Robert Ingersoll would take uh, the treatment of law in comic books and try and, uh, uh, you know, show people or apply real world law to it. And mm-hmm. it would always be like, woohoo. Yeah, it was fun. Um, what was the other one? Uh, oh, Peter David's uh, But I Digress column mm. was awesome back in the day. Nope. And then for a long time, they had Hembeck. In the middle, and I love some Hembeck. Yeah, so it's gone. Fred Hembeck wished me a happy birthday. What What do you guys use to? Uh, Fred Hembeck loves me. What do you guys do to uh, to know uh, how much your comics are selling for? You go Overstreet. You go. Oh, you gotta go. Well, uh, there isn't a monthly guide anymore. Wizard, Wizard is gone. gone. Yeah. 
The Overstreet comes out annually, and then we have a couple of websites. Uh, Dion has a membership in a couple of websites. I have a personal membership in another. And is between it, the three what, of them, do you want well, to share that website? Because there might be people. Is it a professional website or is it a the the ones that we use for work are professional websites. He pays oh, okay. industry money. ones. Then the one that I have is one that I pays money for. But when it comes down to it, what it is is they're all guideposts. So we refer to the Overstreet Guide as Grandpa Bob's Bible. Mm-hmm. But you let's okay. So three things come in the door tomorrow. If I pick up a book tomorrow and I buy Action Comics two fifty two, the first appearance of Supergirl, I buy The Walking Dead number one, and I buy an Amazing Spider Man number two eighty two fifty two. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I look at that that Silver Age book automatically I'm going to go to the Overstreet. Right. Because the Overstreet guide is more accurate for those classic books. But Overstreet doesn't necessarily, that Walking Dead number one, I'm going to go online. I'm going to go to comicpriceguide.com is one that's free that you can all sign up for. Mm -hmm. You could go and you look at that because you want that, you want that live stuff because Overstreet won't have updates for the month-to-month changes on a new book like that, a new-ish book. It's 10 years old. But they won't have that until next May. I just got a new Overstreet a few months ago, I think. But if I'm looking at that Spider-Man 252, I'm going to both places. I'm going to go, okay, this is a late Bronze Age or almost modern chromium, whatever you want to call it. Age. Yeah. I'm going to look at both and I'm going to see what's the average, what's the, what's the play. Yeah. And then I'm going to price accordingly. I mean, if it says – if Grandpa Bob tells me a book is $20 – and I know for a fact that there is someone who will walk into my store and pay $25 for it. Mm-hmm. I will say, Dion, what do I do? And Dion will say, they'll pay $25. i will yeah. say, yes, he's put 27 on it. <laughs> <laughs> There's That's that funny. point where it, it, it's, it's, it's a market thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah. Don't, we don't want to hose people. Well, I didn't know we, if losing the, over, uh, uh, losing the uh, comic buyer's guide no, was going to screw with people's uh, – now, when I first started working for Gatekeeper in 98, yeah, Comics Buyer's Guide and Wizard and uh, Overstreet were monthly things that you could use. CBG was kind of getting out of that by the end of the 90s. Mm. And a lot of what you saw in CBG was stuff that was heavily, you know, it was like Overstreet or not Overstreet, like Wizard. Mm-hmm. It was heavily doctored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says here this Steve Platt cover is worth $55. And of course, the order of the day is asking to whom. I well, have somebody. Hey, you know it. Things. It is worth. It is worth what somebody is willing to pay. Do you know That's what, what I came worth. up with the other day? What I was doing it. We did inventory, annual inventory. Ask me. Do you remember Wolverine number one thirty-five? Oh yeah, the first appearance of Schnick Schnick uh, Schnick. No, Wolverine one thirty-five is the issue where the letterer put in the book instead of the killer known as Sabretooth. He put in the racial slur aimed at people of Jewish descent known as Sabretooth. And that issue was supposed to be pulped and destroyed. I found mm. 84 copies. Wow. In your, this, wow. It, it, was, it was in a box back in the cave that I hadn't been through in years. And I'm like, why do I have scan 84? That, scan, scan that page in and send it to me. Oh, you want to see it? I want to see it. Yeah, I can show it to you. Yeah. Heck, if you want, you know, we can throw that on the retro review pile. Ooh, review that go. one panel and move on. There you go. Hey, uh, listeners, spider- we do not have a tag out for this show. 
Heck, sure we, hard, we, we barely have a uh, we barely have a we barely have a uh, intro to this show, depending on uh, the topic of the <laughs> week. But listen, rolls are barefoot and buck Oh my goodness! Listen to this, they're, listeners. They're, they're, we're looking for a good tagline for this show when we uh, eventually spin it off into its own standalone show. If you want it to be a standalone show, use the comment section. Let us know if you love the show, if you like the show, what you like about the show. Got an email the other day from somebody who said, "Hey, of all the amazing Spider-Man number seven hundred reviews." yours are the best your discussion was the best because you guys were really fair and balanced and you didn't sugarcoat and you didn't you didn't just crap all over it you guys were really good so people are liking this little longer format of a single issue but we're needing a tag and uh to the best tag for this for the best tag for this episode the avant-garde um i don't know about that um it's got that thing in there i i think something that has uh three l's in it or three p's What's, what's peter what's peter parker's middle name uh, Richard. Oh, okay. No, um, Benjamin. Listen, for the person that can give us the best outline for the Dueling Review Aaron, podcast. Yes, I know Aaron Burr killed Alexander Hamilton. Thank you, wife. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a show. History. History. Uh, for, uh, for those person, for the person that gives us the best tag out for this show, we've got a pair of tweaked natural version mm-hmm. three earbuds from our good friends over at tweakedaudio.com. This is the yeah. pair. They're Thanks in ear. Us. They go down in your ear. Uh, yeah, Matthew got a pair for his wife for Christmas. These are the wood colored oh. ones. Um, wood is not a color. Well, that's what they say. Yes, wood is they, not a color. But they are cool looking. The yeah, wood they are. ones are really cool looking. And the specialty and wood uh, design the... that helps ba- uh, boost the bass. But uh, for those of you who don't win, or if I you're wanting to get your, your hands on a pair of these tweaked audio headphones, go over to tweakedaudio.com. Uh, six different colors, bunch of different varieties. Uh, I've been testing out this uh, PB pair, the new ones that they have. Love them, love them, love them. And listeners, when you check out, if you use the code MAJOR, you get one-third off the price. That's and all from tweakedaudio.com. the mic, yo. Wait, that would That's pretty much out. the way it is because we and are out Steven, this week. Steven will not let me use Ah, Waku, Waku, Kaizoku, Sentai, Ego, Kaigo. No, we will not be using because that. Because the Toei company called and said, I now owe them three. I don't want yen. Saban to. Uh, I don't even know how much that is. I don't want Saban to, no, uh, to worry buy about us Saban. out. Saban. I don't want him to buy us out and turn Matthew into a girl let's, when he transforms into a way. Megazord. You know how. Oh, I, you know, I am almost Anarchy, so. Right? No, I have not. Okay, Sons of Anarchy is about this big gang. They're kind of like the Hells Angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Toei company. Um, Saban is a, like a French guy under the Eiffel Tower going, Hey, uh-huh. you, that's my scooter. Uh-huh. I have a way to make some money. Same thing. Uh-huh. And we're uh-huh. both smelly. Uh-huh. No, we, we love our friends in the, in the, uh... I shall twist my mustache. Les plumes de <laughs> on la table. Uh, we got to get out of here because I have yet another podcast to record this week. <laughs> if you guys want to hear even more comic commentary, uh, head over to the frog yeah. pants network and check out comic dorks. You can hear Scott Johnson, myself, uh, Mark Spagnolo, the Wood Whisperer, and Scott Kurtz of PVP all discuss comics. You can check that out. Of course, Major Spoilers podcast. A new one comes out tomorrow, I guess. Uh, Zach on film. Like most elevators, has a, a weight limit, which meant I couldn't be part of it. <laughs> Actually, uh, I don't want to be mean to Scott Kurtz, but you know, <laughs> um, uh, the uh, we got the major spoilers Scott podcast, Kurtz critical hit, top five. Troll, they don't need me on that show. 
Uh, we got so many podcasts in the Major Spoilers Podcast Network. There know, is right? sure to be one for you. We want you to listen I to them all. I swear we need to do a standalone every week, Zach, on film. Well, that is more than – so for, so for people that have actually made it this far into the show, I said there will probably be a couple of new podcasts that spin off. One of them is <sighs> Dueling Reviews. I think Zach on film is going to be the other one to spin off if I can figure out a time schedule to record it. Zach on film. Yep. All right, everybody, that wraps it up for this issue. Thank you so much. Uh, use the comment section over at the website. Share your thoughts, share your ideas. Thanks for leaving those five-star reviews over at t- iTunes. Those really, really help. For some reason, the Major Spoilers podcast has been hitting some pretty high marks over at iTunes lately, and it's all because of you, and yeah. we thank you for that, and we're doing this show for you. Why? Because we know that you love comics, and we do too, and we will talk with you soon. Major spoilers is is a right of 2013. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.